here we go. I'm not going to play the theme song yet because this is our first live session. Well, it's going to be if I can figure out how to go live. Um, right now, I'm literally trying to hit the right buttons. It's asking me so many questions. I'm going to have an anxiety at that. What? Oh, it doesn't like my camera, guys. Oh, no, it doesn't like my camera. What am I going to do? Okay. Somebody far more techie than me should have set this up. Okay, hold on, hold on. Don't give up on me, guys. Don't give up on me. Okay, we're not pausing. We're not editing. Uh, just one second. I'm going to try it from my phone. Okay. I'm on the Wi-Fi. I'm in the groups. This is not groups. This where's groups? My laptop's no go. Oh, this is tragic. Oh no, this is gonna be so bad. Okay. Um, groups. Your groups. <laughs> oh no. I'm late to something literally happening from my bed. This is like Zoom nightmare, but worse. Okay. Hey! Okay. Wow, I look tragic. Oh well. Okay. Going live in three, two, one. And we're on. I hope. Let's see if I can see it. I can't. Well. So here we are, and I'll let you guys see the computer. The computer's more entertaining than me. We are already recording. We're already two minutes deep, so I apologize for everyone who heard the first awful two minutes of me being confused. My laptop is not cooperating. I'm sure that's 100% unsurprising. There's the outline that we may never finish. Okay, watch with me here. I have so many things open. Where are you? Where are you? Oh, you're right here. Theme song time. <laughs> exciting right probably not some of you are like read you're such an idiot but I love you guys anyways I'm actually totally unsurprised that no one's on because here's what I did um but I think sometimes it sends as you probably heard in my last couple of sessions, I'm really more than capable of distracting myself all by myself. So, um, the other problem we're going to have right now is I totally do not have the new mic plugged in because I thought we were going to use the computer and the computer didn't work and the mic interrupts a recording. Like if I plug the mic in or remove it, it'll stop the recording. And we're sticking to our goal of no editing. So I can't have any blips, right? 
Um, let's see. So I'm going to create a poll question quick. Just any questions? No, I'm not going to do that, actually. Mind change. Um, so let's start from kind of where we left off, which was kind of messy, right? It got kind of backtracky and weird. Um, but it is actually very relevant to... Um, I had set up a post that was like, Hey, do you have any questions? Um, most people said no. Didn't respond at all. Or... There was also, why is this like this? Um, just one person who wrote this super sweet comment in the group. Um, just building me up like a little queen. She's great. Um, but then to boot, um, she did have one question she wanted me to try to hit. Um, I'll just read it to her. Read it. Um, ooh live not working wish I was surprised to hear that it's trying to reconnect so if anyone was trying to hop on it's not working so sorry um, here I am with it it says um, that because if you listen to session two I got into um, how I have CPSD CP why do I always do that CPTSD CPTSD, PTSD. Wow, maybe that's still COVID brain? Probably not. I think that's just me. It's like saying Worcestershire. 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 Um, CPTSD, right? <laughs> Stupid. Read. Um, but they, oh, not the ums. Okay, moving forward. Um, yeah, the live's not working. So, so sorry if anyone can see me. One of the times I did a live, nobody could, <laughs> people, I couldn't see comments until like forever later. It was so bad, so laggy. Um, just doing my best, kids. This person asked, you know, because they said that they've dealt with, you know, addictions and CPTSD as well. Um, and that they, you know, acknowledge that it tends to seem to go like hand in hand when you have that diagnosis or something that has similar symptoms or etc um, or just any kind of trauma thing really um, it seems to go hand in hand with addiction um, and when you think about it uh, I think part of it is you know a lot of times you're exposed to that stuff more you know because they do go hand in hand like if you have some drama like that in your life or you've had really bad experiences or poor caretakers or just a bad home life or just all this other stuff all this negative stuff domestic violence whatever you can think of put it in this bubble right bubbles are my thing lately bubble over in this bubble okay really extremely likely that there's also other stuff going on sure but i'm recording right now laura <laughs> she's the sweetest um she's the lady i stay with um, hopefully that will be our only interruption. You know, I've been thinking about that all day. I just knew this was going to be one of those days where she came home early and actually wanted to talk because we are so opposite like that in schedule. Anytime that I have time to talk, she's too busy. Anytime she has time to talk, I'm too busy. 
Um, but it sounds like she's whipping up dinner. So maybe I will cut this short because there's no one on the live anyways. It's not working. Um, but just, I want to at least answer this question before I go. I am going to work on that. This one right here. Where this person asked me, what has helped you the most when those episodes come back to ground you back to reality? So in session two, um, I talked, I kind of briefly mentioned the CPTSD and then um, I got into, I was all over the place, right? Because this is me we're talking about. These are my audio diaries and they're not scripted. They're not rehearsed. They're not practiced. I write outlines I don't stick to. I shouldn't say outlines, right? Because I still haven't finished the first one. Um, but moving into this, this topic right here of what do I do to ground back to reality when something really sets me off, right? There's there's small things, right? Just agitations or whatever. There's minor triggers, okay? And then there's big blow-ups, right? That are totally different. Um, and I think... Uh, which she didn't specify. She might have been asking about when I was telling you the story about this weird adverse reaction, unpredictable reaction that I had to this sweet, should have been great, should have been happy, people buying me a cake thing. Uh, I did not react well, did not go great, uh, not proud of it, but not going to shove it under the shame rug and pretend like it didn't happen either. I want to acknowledge it. Um, I did apologize to a couple of them. But not all of them, because honest to goodness, I'm, it's not the kind of thing that would do me any justice to apologize for formally, like, or to them, or to me. Because what it is, it, it would be me saying, like, hey, I suck, boo-hoo. And, like, that's not the kind of person I am. I'm not going to make some kind of weird apology like that. It's just not it. Um, <laughs> I did just apologize to one or two of them. Like, I, I know you've... You were so excited for that, and it totally did not go the way you thought it was going to go. So what happens when we get to that state? What what do I do anyways? I don't need to see what we right now, right? What what do I do? Good news is, folks, I was in one of those states today. Not the panic attack crying kind, but definitely on edge, definitely not reacting the way somebody thought I was going to react. Um, uh, this lady... I'm not going to say any details because I don't know if she'll ever listen to this. <laughs> I don't want to uh, say too much about it. But she was trying to help, kind of, in a interesting way. She was trying to tell me how to do certain things. And she wasn't, like, particularly rude or... She didn't mean... I don't think she meant to come across the way she came across. But for someone like me, having you comment on, like, everything I'm doing is... Uh, mm, I'm not very tolerant of that. Uh, even if it's positive or you're trying to just help, like honestly trying to help. Um, those of you who know me know my face does not lie. <laughs> and even though I had COVID and I'm still wearing a mask, uh, my face will tell you straight through mask how I also feel. Uh, no joke. No joke. You can still tell. Uh, and at one point she was straight up like, I'm being nice. Why aren't you? And I just didn't acknowledge the question because there's nothing I could say that wasn't going to make this lady feel worse. Uh, I just said, all I said was, I know you're trying to help. Like, I acknowledge that and that's all I said about it. Like, I know you're trying to help. I know you're trying to help. She kept nagging me and I think I just basically said, like, hey, having you comment, it's Marley. Having you comment on, like, everything is too much. 
okay? Like, I, it's too much. Um, uh, she started talking to me less, and magically I started talking to her more. I got nicer. I'm so backwards like that. I'm a walking conundrum. But I want to tell you what had to happen for me to go from ready to blow to ready to sell new seeds of peace. God, that was so cheesy. <gasps> I just said some blasphemy. Please forgive me. But, um, really stop. So, Heavenly Father was on the lookout because I haven't been that wound up in a long time. And part of it is stress, right? I'm so stressed lately and there's just so much going on. And everything is new still and everything is so much adjustment and stimulus and I just get, it goes too far sometimes. The point is, Heavenly Father was prepared for this to happen. Because uh, another teacher who was involved um, was able to, had like this silly like laminating project or something she wanted me to go do for her, get it done. Uh, I gladly went and got it done uh, and took took my time doing it right and just enjoying that. Because that kind of task, that kind of small, simple task really helps focus my brain. And the reason that matters is because I wouldn't have had the capacity to choose that for myself, right? When I go into these jobs, I'm currently a substitute teacher. And when I go into these random jobs, I have no say in what I'm going to do. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's not like I can usually say no if they ask me to do something I don't want to do. I just got to hope and pray that they give me something I do want to do. Even though usually I'm pretty agreeable. But today I was having a rough go. So this laminate project made me so happy. So happy to be out of there. I played some of my music. Um, like just off my phone. Just played some recordings I had done to help calm myself. Because the music I play and the music I write actually helps me focus. Um, so I think I'm one of those, I'm more hands-on than I think people give me credit for. Because playing piano definitely helps get the, a lot of that gunk out of my system when I'm wound up. So I'll do that. I'll be in an event, and if I know where there's a piano, I will straight up walk away. I will go play the piano until I calm down. Like, I'm all done. That's one thing I do to ground myself. Another thing I might do is a lot of you have seen me in real life walking around with strings, doing macrame. That was my jam for a bit. Um, I've done a lot of doodling. That helps. I do a lot of writing. That helps. The point is, in the bottom line, and the connection I think that has seemed to like be the same for other people too, because I've helped other people come out of that state of agitation. Okay, I've helped other people do it. So, and remember, we're not fact checking. I'm not going to look up studies on this, even though I know that there is some valid validity to this. Is there is a very real physical response when it comes to mental health things especially if it's ptsd or really any kind of anxiety it's a very real physical reaction like it goes differently and it looks differently and it feels differently and it might respond differently to different methods but the like core truth of it is there's a very real physical response some of it's adrenaline a lot of it's just a different part of your brain wakes up okay and that part of your brain computes real tangible things i just made the weirdest hand gesture that people in life could say could see but i'm i'm sure i do it in real life too because i really like this feeling right now anyways the point is back to it there's a very real physical component and acknowledging that i think helps people more than anything else okay so 
that's why you'll hear things about like self-soothe techniques, not like baby kinds, but like self-soothe, like soothing scents, soothing textures, soothing sounds, soothing lights, okay? And they do these things in therapeutic settings and they do them in just regular classroom settings now too, you know, new world, new age, new me, etc. But this for yourself if you don't i mean just do something so that's the number one thing i would always say in choose to do something don't let yourself sit there stuck okay choose to do something because when i sit there stuck is when i continue to escalate escalate okay i continue to escalate if i choose to just sit in it right i need to choose to do something and sometimes that first doing of something that I will do is very small, okay? It might be changing my body posture, okay? Because this does matter. If I'm super closed off, and I've had this with kids too, because I did behavioral intervention. Oh, hello. Someone's on, so I guess live decided to work for a split second. That's nice. I waved and I said hello, but I don't know if it's working. I don't know if he'll respond or if he'll send a comment or anything. Um... We'll see. But when you're in this state and you're trapped in it, what you can do is find something small. Okay. It doesn't have to be big. So with kids, um, especially ones that I've had like go into a full blown like panic attack, like hyperventilating, tears, can't breathe, arms locked around their knees, pinned into a wall, like really just losing all the marbles they have left. What I have done is I will obviously ask, right? Okay, I might have to kind of push the limits and encourage it, but asking, hey, I want you to open your body up. And then I might say, like, can I help you? So can I help you? And, you know, taking them from that knees to chest, arms around knees, totally locked, almost fetal position, right? And opening them up, A, obviously allows them to breathe better. B, it opens. It tells that brain part that we are doing a choice, right? We're not stuck anymore. We're not as stuck, right? So first thing is do something, okay? Preferably sooner than later, right? Okay, if you sense yourself escalating, that's the time to remove yourself. Okay, we teach kids time and time again, if you need a break, ask for one. I don't know why as adults people are not as good at doing that. Good golly, if you need a break, ask for one. And under a lot of circumstances, people might try to deny it, I guess, especially if you're like at work or something. Have a conversation with your boss about it. Usually there is honestly a way that it is workable, right? Like, hey, I need to switch modes for a bit. Can I do this task instead? Or, hey, I want to just go splash some water on my face, okay? That's definitely a calming thing that can help, whether it's, I usually have people do cold water, okay? Cold water on the cheeks, the forehead, and the back of the neck, along right on the spine, and then even onto like where it bows into the shoulder blades, okay? That's another calming technique. Um, ice on the inner sides of your wrists. Uh, um, again, we're not doing studies on this. This is not fact-checked. But I can tell you for sure, like it is a fact, that these things can help you, okay? 
Maybe you need to go buy yourself a small little scented lotion, a scent that you like, because even that, taking that split second, take out your lotion, rub it on your hands, enjoy that smell, take that breath, take that breather, okay? And it can help bring you out of that state, okay? I can keep going on with some more active response techniques for just a minute here. Um, so I talked about body position is huge, okay? And I'm not even just talking about when you're like curled in a ball. Like I'm talking like if your shoulders are hunched in, if your arms are crossed, open your posture up, okay? Honestly, people knock on hands and pockets, but I think hands and pockets is an okay thing because it is, um, I'm not going to get too far into how the nerves in here where your pockets are work, but the point is um, that is actually a spot, like a tension spot, where I think sometimes it really does help people snap themselves out of it. Um, I mean, and we see it in animals too. Like if you've done any dog training, you can seriously do it to a dog. <laughs> and not comparing you to an animal. I'm just saying that it matters, okay? There is that part of you, it's near like a joint. So even you could take the time to stretch your joints, okay? There's infinitely many active responses you could do that I'm... Mm, mostly would lean towards do something physical first, okay? Physically do something, physically remove yourself, Physically look at something else, physically take deep breaths. Um, and this sounds stupid, but the f it's so important. It's the first thing you need to do, uh, just like an animal that has a brain, any brain, okay? You need to snap yourself out of the state, okay? You're not going to completely feel better, but once you're entering this agitated state of triggered, okay, you've activated fight, flight, and freeze, okay? And once you've activated fight, flight, and freeze, you are stuck. <gasps> it's one of my lovelies is on too, but I don't see any comments. So if you're watching this, my live's not really actually working, but I'm so glad you're here. So I love you. Text me more. Um, <laughs> onto this, okay? Back into this. These physical choices that can help you take that first step to snap yourself out of the momentum, basically. You're in this trajectory that's not a good tra trajectory once you're in that triggered state, okay? Your body is in, you've probably heard of this, fight, flight, freeze, okay? There's other ones people use now, like fawning, you know, the list goes on, okay? You need to do something about it. So if you're in a, flee a freeze state, right, the obvious opposite choice is you need to move. You need to respond. Even if it's small, do something. Don't let your body tell you you have to stay stuck, okay? When you get into this next part, um, which would be, I kind of basically covered usually usually the, the walling yourself off thing is kind of a flight thing. Um, it's also just like a defense mechanism, right? But if you're feeling flighty, actually flighty, and you want to take off, okay? A good thing to do for your body is to still try to control that response so don't let yourself go at like a super high speed towards a certain direction because then once you get there is probably when you're gonna explode if you even make it there because your body's actually just building more energy that's not letting it out okay so what you could do if you're feeling super flighty is actually try to switch modes okay I'm not saying be aggressive I'm not saying shut down I'm saying when you're feeling that flighty feeling, I want you to try to channel it into something and see if that helps. These are things that help me. I'm not kidding. These are things that I'm lucky I learned <laughs> along the way, right? 
I didn't always know these things. There was times when I had no idea about any of this stuff. I was just living life confused as to why I was so all over the place and couldn't function in a social setting. I couldn't function at all for a little bit in the middle of my high school years. And we'll talk about that some other day. But like I completely lost function. I was like dangerously antisocial. I had not a lot of empathy for other humans. Like it was really not good. It was pretty ugly once upon a time, right? And over the years, but by bit, different professionals and different experiences helped teach me all of these techniques, right? So first and foremost, to ground myself, I usually tend to do something physical first, okay? A physical choice that is probably, in a sense, opposite to my initial reaction desire, okay? I hope that made sense, okay? In a hindsight capacity, right? Um, let me just quickly hit the in anticipation capacity, okay? Let's talk about avoiding getting yourself into that state in the first place, which was, ding, 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 as soon as you feel yourself switching into the dark land, uh, do something about it. Don't wait. Don't wait for it to be completely unmanageable. Do something right away, okay? Because you never know how far down you're going to go, right? So why let yourself dig that hole, okay? If you can decide and have it in you to do something right away, do something right away. Don't wait, okay? If someone tries to, to push on you about it and push back, push back. Be like, hey, this is what I need. Because there are those people. Let's not get ourselves. There are those people who are like, oh, you're being dramatic or whatever. No. No, you're not being dramatic. You're making the choice that needs to be made for that situation to return to a productive path. Because you're about to send it down a very unproductive path, right? It'd be better to take that time to reset your mind and be ready to continue whatever task or conversation or event than to let it completely spiral and take so much more time of ruining whatever you were trying to do in addition to now having to do damage control later. Like, I cannot stress this enough, okay? Proactive is should be the new name of your game, okay? But... Marley, stop. He's being really whiny. He thinks I'm on a phone call, which is the only time he bothers me like this. Oh, and now he's pouting. I'm sorry. I'll be done soon, okay? But in a future capacity, stop. That's it. That's the gist, okay? In a hindsight capacity is actually the most important way that I have figured out how to ground myself back in reality because I found that the fallout of a situation is actually tends to be where some of my most unhealthy stuff is really going to occur, right? Because usually in a moment, even if it's bad, for some, you know, there is some kind of like societal restraint most of the time, right? Okay? You know, I'm not saying that you couldn't go into a complete rage or complete blackout or, you know, completely lose your marbles when you're triggered, right? Because it does happen to people and I'm so sorry for people that's happened to um, and I'm so pained to think about the times that like I've been in a similar state I've never been like a full-blown psychosis or anything crazy like that but I I know people who have um and I think I got lucky I got really lucky compared to some other people in the sense that and only in this sense I'm not better than them just in the sense that there was just enough of the right things at the right times to keep me from like blowing past that last line in the sand, right? So getting into this here, in hindsight, 
and they didn't I didn't learn this one until my first year of college guys I wish I had known it sooner in hindsight I do this thing called reframing and now I have learned how to do some of it in real time but I told you these things in a certain order for a certain reason okay looking at things in hindsight and finding a reframe a thought okay so finding that deep rooted thought because they're usually deep guys it's like de-layering an onion but worse okay we're deep deep down there's this core thought that usually has to do with some kind of inadequacy or fear and it's you it's usually not the first thought you're going to think of right it's not the first thought you're going to think of it's going to be one that's like deep down there that like really is probably going to take you a while to get to it because your brain's natural response is to bury it, okay? Your brain isn't naturally gonna be like, oh, this is really where this came from because your brain is defending itself, right? It's defending itself from this sense of threat by doing these fight, flight, freeze, fawn, etc. things, okay? So everything that's way, way under there works in a lot slower time. It's not that knee-jerk reaction. It's these things that are deep-rooted, deep-seated, seated, um, that are complicated, and confusing and don't even always really make sense a lot of them tend to be like irrational i forget what there's there's a technical term for that it's a rational thought but it's a mis it's not a misconception it's not just a defense mechanism cognitive distortion is probably it that one's a mouthful cognitive distortion um <laughs> one of the boys i teach uh is who i've taught lately anyways is has, is visually impaired so he has extra strong hearing and he can detect my accent from Minnesota compared to a lot of these southerners and people from Utah right and he always thinks I'm British and it, it's like the most it's the greatest compliment I've ever had okay because I do actually try to talk pretty proper even compared to the average Minnesotans sometimes Minnesotan okay sorry I distracted me okay zoning it back in to really try to drive this point home before I end this live okay when you're in that pit okay we're not just talking about when you're in the stuff right this isn't this isn't when things are happening this isn't usually when you're having your big blow-ups i'm going to talk about the gritty gritty that's between the blow-ups that leads to the blow-ups at least i think it does right okay when you're in these sometimes i call them ruts whatever you know that's the time to really try to find where that comes from okay because there's some obvious ones some of you might have already thought of where like you detect you you feel something like threatened by something that's not really threatening like me and that cake that was a confusing threat i didn't know how to respond so my body just didn't respond right at all okay i didn't know how to respond so my body didn't respond right at all okay when we get into this um here i'll just tell you about one of the first ones that they ever i ever walked through um and it changed my life one of the first ones i ever walked through i've been having some problems with and this is a weird one okay this is a skewed one that i'm going to try not to get detailed because i don't want to set anyone off okay but um they're one of the weirdest ones that ever happened to me that i've like refused to admit to anyone for a long time was that uh sometimes it was really weird for me to put lotion on my body um it was like a sensory thing okay um even though like I have skin conditions guys and my skin needs the moisture sometimes it was like really hard for me to make myself put lotion on like the sensory aspect of even touching myself to put lotion on on even just my hands and my arms like anything um that's how much I didn't like to be touched I didn't even like to be touched by me 
okay? Um, and I, I had admitted it to anyone, but they started teaching me this reframing thing. Um, and somehow I, I went down this weird rabbit hole of trying to figure out why I was so, like, confused about, um, like, just vanity things in general, because I go through these phases where, like, I'm super kind of vain, right? I do my hair all the time, all the makeup, all the jam, all the glam, all the outfits, you know? And then I go through these other phases, like, right now, if you're watching me on live, where I look like a bum, okay? <laughs> um, and I just couldn't reconcile, and, um, I couldn't remember what exactly it was that started it, but this is, the rabbit hole led me down to this lotion thing. It just came out of left field, right? Um, and what it was is that what I already said to you, but that I hadn't really processed that for myself, that I hated to be touched so much that I couldn't even touch myself. Um, and then, um, in a real time situation, like what's one that I, let's talk about what I did today in real time situation. I was so agitated, right? That I was shutting down. Okay, I couldn't even put words to it. I didn't ask for any kind of help. I just was very fortunate, very lucky that I happened to be sent to a different room that I was <laughs> removed by default. Okay, and was able to listen to some music to help calm myself while I did this physical activity of cutting, you know, laminating things, sorting them, cutting them, uh, being a school supply nerd, you know, my faves. Um, I was lucky that that happened. But what also happened in that time well, I was still very agitated because I hadn't really processed yet that I was so unreasonably agitated. Like, it wasn't just like, you know, like she was irritating me. Like, I was ready to blow, okay? And I didn't really even process that feeling until I started to kind of sit on this ledge and feel all of this boom, 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 like fireworks still palpitating through my body of, like, rage while I'm sitting in this quiet room by myself listening to classical music. Like, <laughs> the things don't add up, right? And then that's removing myself is that minute where I can see, like, oh, okay. But now what I do about it, right? What do we do about it? What do we do about it? Okay, we've recognized we're in this state. Okay, I'm already doing something physical. I've already been removed. What do I do? Okay, we need to reframe this moment. We need to reframe in this moment, okay? And one of the first reframes that came up is I'm really lucky that, hey, that I get this time to use this time to decide what to do. Um, and I realized that it was me just being overwhelmed in general. Um, usually if things don't go immediately right with a person, I just assume that they hate me and that they're judging me. Like, I'm a zero to 100 kind of person. Either I feel like you love me or you simply must hate me. Like, there's no minimum value with me. And um, my family can attest to this. Even some of my best friends for like forever now can attest to it too. Like if I catch a vibe that's anything less than you love me and love everything about me, well then you simply must hate me and I'm stuck and I'm confused and I'm hurting and I'm mad and I'm reacting, okay? Like there's no in between there. And that's totally, those extremes are defense mechanisms. And I should totally give you guys a little spiel on defense mechanisms another day, but this is not an instructional, right? But it is. Oops, whatever. Whatever this is, okay? But in real time, looking at these thoughts and being like, hey, that's a little out of whack, right? That doesn't sound right. Defense mechanisms are huge, okay? They're huge. I'll definitely have to talk about them more some other day, okay? Because there's not just one, right? People always think of, like, being passive-aggressive as being defensive or being aggressive as being defensive. You guys, one of the things that changed my life 
one of the times I was in residential um, facilities um, was when they showed me like a whole list of defense mechanisms and I remember I drew this picture that I still think of often where with like these layered walls of like different barbed wires and different defenses around this castle that was like me like deep past this core and I and I didn't realize like how many steps it took you to get there like you'd have to first get past my rationalizing and my excuse making and my extremes and my minimizing and my maximizing and my avoiding and like all of these things that would take you to have to overcome to just maybe get to like the real problem with me okay because I had to also learn how to do that by myself okay not just being able to help you figure out how to get to me where I was hiding in this dark part of my mind, but also being able to walk myself through it in that moment and be like, hey, stop, Marley. That's not fair. That's over. Stop. That's overreacting. Stop. I'm going to grab him. I'm seriously going to grab him. Stop. Stop. Um, okay, I'm just gonna hold his mouth shut for a minute and see if that helps. Probably not, because he's a goof. But um, the noise really just threw me off. Okay. Stop. Oh, this is why I don't try not to record when she's home. Marley. Is really cute but when it comes to barking not so cute man it like has this reverb that just makes my head ring um, but I had to learn the point is I had to learn how to walk myself through that in the moment and acknowledge when I'm in a state okay because once I'm in an agitated state the next thing I need to do is acknowledge that it's not your fault that you're not the threat and you're not the perpetrator of Marley. And you're not, and you're not the perpetrator of the harm that causes me to go into the state either, right? Like you have nothing to do with it and that this is separate from you. That this feeling I have is mine. That these thoughts I have are mine. That whatever your action is, I need to accept that your action is your action and my reaction is my choice. But um, I hope that made sense. And I'll get into it another time. I cannot focus with the nonsense in the hall and... <laughs> Marley barking at the nonsense in the hall in the kitchen. So we're going to cut this one off, but hey, well, what do you say now? Would you believe me if I said I went live and it didn't work and there's a bunch of chaos ensuing? <laughs> um, Should have known better, but I love you guys. Thank you for those who tried to listen. I'm so sorry it's not working. And... um. I'm so sorry that this will probably be the weirdest sounding whatever. So I'll probably just do this as like a bonus session. Don't worry about it. And our live is ending in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3,
two, one. Mwah. Okay, and now I'm going to play us our theme song because what better outro do we need, guys? Mm -hmm. 